Good morning. Welcome to a Sunday morning edition of the Backyard Professor Live Sessions. I will be on tonight at 6 p.m. as well. Uh, I just wanted to give you an introduction to a most amazing author that I have discovered within the last uh, six months or so. And it is Wolfgang Smith. His materials on physics and the vertical causation has stunned me. And what I want to do is basically give a very short introduction to him for now. And I will elaborate much more on his materials of the quantum physics and our worldview of what reality is. In other podcasts, I will do both. I'm going to do a mesh on the one hand, the backyardprofessor.org, the podcast. On the other hand, the live sessions. I'm going to do a mesh of Dr. Smith's materials. And uh, I want to share the exciting, interesting uh, theme that he has come up with. First, I want to just basically give you a bio of him about the author. The thing I love about Wolfgang Smith, number one, he is going to be controversial. In fact, he is controversial. Number two, he is not a fly-by-nighter. He's not a wannabe. He is truly almost at the pinnacle for credibility. And so this is a wonderful thing. So I want to share this with you. Here is Wolfgang Smith's bio. Wolfgang Smith was born in Vienna in 1930. At age 18, he graduated from Cornell University with majors in physics, mathematics, and philosophy. At age 20, he received his master's degree in theoretical physics from Purdue University, and he climbed the Matterhorn. Pretty ambitious youth, wasn't he? <laughs> I like that. Well, I have climbed the tallest mountain in Idaho, Mount Bora. It's 13,000 feet, not as high as the Matterhorn, but it was a pretty good slog for me. After contributing to the theoretical solution of the re-entry problem as an aerodynamicist at Bell Aircraft Corporation, Smith earned his doctorate in mathematics at Columbia University, subsequently embarking upon a 30-year career as a professor of mathematics at MIT, at UCLA, and Oregon State University. Above all, however, it needs to be realized that despite his impeccable credentials in physics, mathematics, and philosophy, Wolfgang Smith is at heart an outsider, not only in regard to these academic disciplines, but more profoundly in reference to the post-enlightenment premises of our contemporary world. Early in life, he became deeply attracted to the Platonist and the Neoplatonist schools, and subsequently undertook extensive sojourns into India and the Himalayan regions to contact such vestiges of ancient tradition as still could be found. And one of the basic lessons he learned by way of these encounters is that there actually exists higher sciences in which man himself 
plays the part, not merely of the observer, but of the scientific instrument, becomes himself, in other words, the microscope or the telescope, by which he is enabled to perceive hitherto invisible reaches of the integral cosmos. By the same token, moreover, Smith came to realize the stringent limitations to which our contemporary sciences are subjected to by virtue of their extrinsic, boy, tough word, huh? By virtue of their extrinsic mode of operation, the modus operandi, the folly of presuming, presuming to fathom the depths of the universe, having barely scratched the surface in the discovery of man himself. Finding himself thus irreconcilable at, irreconcilably at odds with the prevailing zeitgeist, Smith decided to forego a professional career in the fields of his primary interest, in other words, physics and philosophy, in favor of pure mathematics. The one and only academic discipline, he avers, and this is important. I, th I thought this was quite, uh, quite a terrific insight on his part. He says, the reason I went into pure mathematics is because political correctness can find no foothold in pure mathematics. You either do it and get the arrival at the arrived at conclusion, or you don't. If a politician or a minister or an economist or your best friend disagrees with it, then you can show them the work, right? So you don't have to be threatened or intimidated or cajoled into coming up with correct answers that someone else wants you to come up to. If they really, really insist and need for two and two to be five, that's just too bad. Because mathematically, you can show them that two and two is not five, two and two is four. There's no such thing as political correctness. If a person who wanted to say that four times 10 had to equal 100, and they amassed 10 million people behind them who actually were in political uh, situations, political chairs, economic chairs, etc., and they insisted that your answer meets theirs in pure mathematics, that's just too bad. Majority opinion, majority desire, majority subjectivity can do nothing but follow the law. In other words, what he was finding in physics and in philosophy was you now have to toe the line of the current majority paradigm in order to be correct. But it has never, ever happened that the current majority paradigm 
has to be right because more people vote for this answer than people vote for any other answer. That's not science. That's not philosophy. And yet, that's what Wolfgang Smith discovered was happening in science and philosophy. And so he went into pure mathematics for 30 years, and he got very good at it, right? So this is fascinating to see he was adroit enough to recognize that he's not going to spend his life worrying about aligning himself with someone or some ideology that is only politically correct. He wanted to discover what was real. And I personally can't help it. I love that kind of thinking, right? That's just the way it is. So, so this is wonderful. So he enjoyed the luxury of pursuing a respected university career while at the same time being at liberty, as he puts it, to remain perfectly sane. I love how that's put, right? So it's no wonder then that when he finally confronted the so-called quantum enigma, Smith perceived the issue in a very different light than all of his peers. The problem all along had actually not been technical. Amazing. The quantum enigma is not a technical problem. It was not a question to be resolved by differential equations, nor primarily a matter of finding something new, but one of jettisoning an entire worldview, a Weltanschauung, the German word. And for Wolfgang Smith, just posed no difficulty at all because he had in fact done so decades earlier, as can be discerned in his remarkable series of publications. Wolfgang Smith's life and work are the subject of the documentary film, The End of Quantum Reality, and that was scheduled for release in 2019, and I have watched that documentary, and it is an outstanding introduction into Wolfgang Smith, who he is, and what his basic gist uh, of his philosophy of sciences, of his philosophy of trying to figure out what is the reality with the Einsteinian universe of relativity uh, versus the quantum physics versus the Newtonian view versus our philosophical understanding of what is objective and what is subjective. These are all very important questions and views, issues that Wolfgang Smith tackles through many, many numerous publications that he has. I have a few of them, and based on reading him, <laughs> once again, I find myself in the quandary that I am going to have to purchase another seven or eight books uh, that he has read and recommends, as well as several more of his books, his main books. This one is The Simplest Explanation of Physics and Vertical Causation, The End of the Quantum Reality. And he's not joking. 
It's very remarkable how he approaches this. And then the one I just finished yesterday was the vertical ascent. And those are two of his, I, I have, I am halfway in the middle of his other book, The Quantum Enigma, which I am about. That one's a little more dry. That one's a little more uh, technically oriented, but it is a very important text. That one actually came first. And then these two are later follow-ups with further insights uh, of his into some of the issues that he has raised. Now, the I want to share this with you, the uh, and I'll put this on the camera, the Philos Sophia Initiative Foundation. You can look that up online, and that is the foundation that they are utilizing of Wolfgang Smith to produce materials books, articles, discussions. And Wolfgang, on a weekly basis, updates the ideas and themes that he finds. He's he's a very much older gentleman. He's certainly retired. If I remember, well, 1930, he's in his 90s now, and he's still alive, thank goodness. And his mind is just as sharp as all get out, thank goodness. So it's worth, it's worth exploring on such a vital topic, physics, quantum physics, Einstein relativity, and our philosophy, and what intrigues me about Wolfgang Smith the most at this point is how he integrates these overly huge, intellectual, astonishingly scientifically difficult subjects, he's bringing it down to our level, and he is showing how they have everything to do with us as individuals. And our concern, our conception of what is real for us. And it is quite frankly remarkable how he does this in such a manner. I mean, the man obviously has vastly more mathematical physics and scientific and philosophical information than the majority of us can even begin to acquire. And yet he does break it down to converse with us, so to speak, to give us a uh, a method, a means to reassess our own views, our own knowledge. I am finding something very interesting about this gentleman and his work. His analysis of the quantum physics, and again, I'm just doing generalities here. I'm just introducing the man to you. Um, he, he, we, we've got pictures of him somewhere. Oh, there he is right there. That's Wolfgang Smith, and you can read about his. You can read about his uh, bio right there if you if you pause the video. It's well worth reading. That's the gentleman right there. The thing I love about him is, I am not so sure I can follow him all the way just yet. So I, I personally have some critiques of my own on some of his approaches to some of the scientific disciplines, the really remarkable thing. And I'm very blessed in this regard. I'm really glad this has uh, happened uh, to me 
Um, hey, John Rusbarski. I'm just introducing Wolfgang Smith to you for right now. A new author. Uh, thank you for showing up and spending a few minutes with me. I'm not going to be really long. I will be on again tonight at 6 p.m. also for a, for a full hour and a half, though. But uh, The thing I love about what Wolfgang Smith has done, I've been very blessed to uh, have had the determination, I'll put it that way, earlier in my life, to try to at least from the popular view from the physicists who have been involved in the quantum materials, the physics materials. I had to study some Newtonian physics. I had to study some Einstein physics of relativity, both general and special relativity. And then I had, I, I was, I have read much of the quantum physics Again, not not in the super university technical level with the mathematics and all that, on the more popular level. And I read a lot of scientists and their book reviews and their articles on this. So I had a generalized, an okay, generalized view of quantum physics. And it, it got pretty in-depth because I, I found some of the, you know, Steve Weinberg and uh, several of the quantum physicists uh, who continually kept writing about it, I absolutely read over and over and over again. And uh, I got decently in-depth. I, I did okay. No, I can't do the mathematics of quantum physics, but I don't need to. Because all of the quantum physicists, absolutely all of the scientists, are in fundamental agreement about the quantum physics in some areas, especially where there are serious problems. The spooky action at a distance being the main one, the non-locality of our universe with us in it not as outsiders viewing it from an outside. No, non-locality also applies to us. And then later, I will describe non-locality for you later in, in other sessions. I'm just introducing you for, for now. But that is, and then the, uh, not only non-locality, but the, uh, the collapse of the Schrodinger wave function is another issue. And of course, the ever enigmatic experiment on light, is it a particle or is it a wave? Through the act of measurement is where Wolfgang Smith comes to demonstrate that there are genuine answers physically, literally, philosophically accurate answers to the quantum enigmas. And he is very much opposed to the ridiculousness masquerading as actual science of the last 50 years of just ribald, blatant, silly speculation with no experiment whatsoever. They're just throwing out guesses 
to try to keep the game going, such as the many worlds interpretation of the quantum or the idea of of uh, that, that that's perhaps the most ridiculous one next to the multi-universe. Uh, Smith rejects all of that silly noise as just a complete distraction because we have a wrong foundation of our worldview concerning the quantum physics. And he goes into great detail, and I will too, I promise. I'm not going to jump onto it right now. Uh, for one, I want to I want to buy further of his books so that I can read and review them, but I am going to start trickling in some stunning information that is quite interesting in this regard. Again, you know, these live sessions I've said before, not only am I so interested in religion, and coming out of the Mormon apologetic tradition, of course, I'm going to, you know, <clears throat> I end up looking like I'm picking on Mormonism, right? Well, I'm not, but I mean, that is my forte, so that's the one I know the best. But again, on on an analysis of Christianity and the various other ancient religious viewpoints. Well, that kind of stuff just excites me, yeah. Well, not only the religion, though. History, of course, history is going to go along with Mormonism, although they carefully try to groom you into certain historical grooves, I'll put it, that have ended up being ruts, downright trenches that even their own scholars can no longer get out of, and so they're missing the full context. Well, that's what Wolfgang Smith says has happened with our quantum physicists and uh, the relativity and all that jazz. It'll be interesting to see. But my other interest, of course, is in science. Um, and it's just so interesting how how the various interpretations, the views of, of all the disciplines that I have discovered that I like, philosophy, science, religion, and history, well, all of the <laughs> interpretations in all of the various paradigms have been continually nonstop revamped. And if you're not flexible enough intellectually here, and you're not flexible enough emotionally, intellectually here in your heart, if you're not capable of using your heart mind to continue expanding the way you expand ironically now and this is the hardest part and very few of us can do it and i'm not saying i can do it because i'm finding it difficult for me to do it with wolfgang smith's materials i will say right off i'm not so convinced he is 100 right i don't think anybody is ever really but He's got enough material that's worth looking into, but if we cannot be flexible and let go of what we imagine in our own selves, what we know, oh, well, I have actual real knowledge here. So that's permanent. I'm never going to change that. If you become rigid, you get rigor mortis. And you cease to learn. Look, let's face it, man. We are all finite. Every one of us, no one within the sound of my voice is anything less than finite. So we 
do not, we cannot see the whole picture. It is literally physically, as well as spiritually physically, invisible to us. Some of it is revealed, but in the process of reality revealing itself, it also conceals itself. And that's a concept that we have lost touch with because... We love to imagine we are the pinnacle of creation and we are the lords of knowledge. And when a scientist speaks, the thinking is done. When a prophet speaks, the thinking is done. When a philosopher speaks, the thinking is done. See, that just don't cut it for me. Just because someone says so, so what? That that's that's like what I say. Just because it's in print doesn't mean it's totally true. Just because it's been published, right? We have to explore. We have to test. We have to check, and, and that's the fun of it. I, I mean, that's what I'm doing in my videos on every single subject. I. I constantly present, and I will continue doing so. That's how this works. So um, anyway, let's see who all's here. Oh, Debbie, Joe, welcome. Tax Shooter, good to see you, man. Uh, and John Ross Barsky, I've, I've already said hello to you. Yes, yes. Yes, I agree, John Ross Barsky. It will be interesting to hear a view that controverts the idea of a multiverse. That's true, yeah. Just understand right now, it's only a guess. And I know uh, Vic Stanger wrote a huge book on it. And he says, well, we're using the known laws of physics in order to postulate this. Well, that doesn't make it a scientific theory at all. So what? If you don't have an observation, then it's not science. Science was based on that for hundreds of years. The multiverse is not based on observation. That's one possible view. Any more than the multiple worlds of quantum physics. That's just simply guesswork. That doesn't mean a thing based, oh, and then the quantum logic is the other thing that Wolfgang Smith takes exception to, and it's fascinating how he does so. And I will get into all that detail. Abs, what a great topic, right? Oh, lots of fun coming up, you guys, I'm just saying. Good morning, Debbie Joe. yes. Yes, yes, thank you, John Rusbarski. Yes, yes. Uh, there is quite a bit of Wolfgang Smith's materials on the internet. Yes, indeed. Please do look. And and he has a few interviews where people have interviewed him on YouTube. That is absolutely wonderful. Kind of give you a, a feel and a grasp for where he's coming from. Again, I'm just saying just because I tout an author doesn't mean I, I have never found an author where I am 100% in total agreement with them. So, and that's good. That's all good. So, yes, thank you, John. That was very nice of you to mention that. Yeah, indeed. Uh, tax shooter, uh, where can I learn about the Mason perspective about whether a Mason mob ignored uh, in, in the book called Method Infinite? Uh, Nick Latursky also, I think he might have some materials on the internet. If not, I do believe Cheryl Bruno, the other author of Method Infinite, look her up. She might have some material on the internet, but you can just do a Google search. Uh, and, and in one of my videos, my interview with Nick last weekend 
look that up on my my videos um, here at Mormon Discussion Inc. Nick specifically talks about that issue definitely. So so thank you. Good question. Very good. Uh, let's see what else you got. Oh, Wendy Roland, welcome. How are you doing? I, I'm doing a Sunday morning session, but I will be coming on tonight at six o'clock as well, just to let you guys know. Uh, tax shooter, that is one of the contentions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I'm wondering if the Masons killed him because he perverted their rituals. I don't know if perverted is the right subject is the right way to approach it though, because even the Masons were continually changing their rituals and even adding other rituals and method infinite does talk about that. So perverted is probably the wrong approach, but yes, there were some who did not like his rituals. Uh, I mean, they, they just didn't. And that's how that works. So anyway, yes, tax shooter, Joseph Smith did utter the distress call in masonry. Uh, at his death. Uh, look up my video, my interview with Nick Letursky. I've got it labeled as such, Nick Letursky, and he'll tell you about it. That was one of the specific questions he went into good detail on. So that's wonderful. Yes, Method Infinite. Yep, yep, that's the name of the book. Uh, person of interest, welcome. Mobs lose their bearing once they have had their, mobs lose their hearing once they've had their instructions. Boy, that's a able uh, that's a good idea on uh, mob psychology. Now, when you put that into the group of any group being politically correct, you have the same thing. They lose their capability of hearing. And that is one of Wolfgang Smith's main concepts. M one of his main contentions, today's scientists are not hearing. Today's politicians and philosophers are not hearing. They are they have stopped learning, and now they're just throwing out guesses all over the place to keep the game going to hide their own ignorance of the problems that they can't solve. The quantum enigmas Wolfgang Smith has solved. That part of his work I find utterly exquisite. Some of his other concepts I'm not so sure about. And, I, and I'm continually still learning. So, yeah, yeah. Mike Langley, hey, welcome. Uh, so, very good point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad you're all here. Uh, a small crowd this morning, but that's because this is yet again one of my famous unannounced. <laughs> Sorry about that, but sometimes I get a hankering and I just have to get going. Again, for all of you who are here, I will be on tonight also. This is not replacing my 6 o'clock. Uh, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do on the 6 o'clock one. I may very well could do more Wolfgang Smith, but it's unlikely. Um, I, I think I've got another subject I'd really dearly love to start sharing with you because, uh, you know... <laughs> You get studying the science, you get studying the philosophy, you get studying the mathematics, you get studying the history, you get studying the spirituality, you get studying the cosmology, you study the biology, you use your own telescopes and microscopes, which I also do, uh, trying to gain a, a beautiful perspective. You, you enjoy hiking ups, but colors and smells, sounds, types of life. Uh, rocks, mountains, trees, valley. It's just sensational to just get it all wrapped up. 
and uh, and so there's so much to share. That's what I love to. That's what I love to do. So. Oh, Debbie Joe, that's cool. I'll shout out to you right here, right now, just so if people want to, they can get a hold of you. I wrote my thesis and dissertation on the Karch mob, but you didn't finish your dissertation. That's okay. That thesis might be very fun to read. Yeah, that's why you're so interested in Freemasonry and the Mormon connection also. Very good, Debbie Joe. Yeah, bravo, bravo. Uh, oh, and person of interest, you're in South Africa. Amazed I caught alive. Thank you for the feast. Oh, my pleasure. I I apologize. I know. See, that's the defect, isn't it? <laughs> Sunday night, six o'clock. That kind of limits my audience to get into a live session. And sometimes that's why I like doing these spur of the moment live sessions earlier in the day. You know, I, I've I've been tempted to wake up really, really early, like at 5 a.m. and try to do a live session so that people on the other side of the world who never get to catch a live session can. So, I mean, I might do that. And it's all good because it's recorded, but I know it's fun to get a live session so that you can get a, you can talk with everybody else in the, uh, in the chat, this, this chat group is just fantastic. I love you guys. You're just awesome. That's how it is. So, very good. Uh, question on quantum physics. Okay, tax shooter, let me read your question. Listening to it often seems to have lots of esoteric, difficult to understand concepts that need to be explained by a new priestly class. And I have fantastic news for you, tax shooter. And I'm stone cold, sincere, and serious. We have such an explainer now in Wolfgang Smith. That's what got me so interested in his stuff, truly. And that's why I want to, again, I will elaborate on Wolfgang Smith's writings and ideas. And I have several other uh, quantum physics books that I will show. I do know so far as I now, and again, believe me, I'm a rookie, I promise. But based on the reading that I have done, I do know that Wolfgang Smith is presenting quantum physics as it is actually understood. I haven't seen him fudging. I haven't seen him misstating the themes in order to make his point of why he thinks he has solved the quantum enigma. In other words, I don't see Wolfgang Smith, who has impeccable authority and, and qualifications. I, I read his bio at the beginning of this video presentation. When we're done here, go back and listen to that bio. He has impeccable credentials. He's not fudging or cheating in order to get his point of view an extra advantage. Nope, he states it straight. He is straight on with the quantum physics and his explanation of the problems and of the enigmas and why this stuff is so puzzling. And I will say, the other thing I love about what Smith is doing and it is amazing because tax shooter, I had the same idea as you. That's why I had to go my library. You know, I, I, I had to buy 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 books on quantum physics because I kept going, huh? I could not understand it. Wolfgang Smith 
without distorting really does present quantum physics in a way that John Q. Public, you and I, can grasp. Man, that's the power. And again, someone did say earlier, just 15, 20 minutes ago, there are good materials online that you can Google uh, Wolfgang Smith. Uh, he has video interviews. He has lots of, he has publications that's available for free online. He also has books that, of course, he sells, and I'm more than happy to support the man. I don't mind buying his books to help him keep going. He is in his 90s, and he's still going strong. He's kept his mind. But again, one more time, there's the foundation, the Philosophia Initiative Foundation. Look that up. And, and there you'll find many, and you can join the foundation, which will give you further information, context, and so on and so forth. I have not joined the foundation yet. I will do so eventually, I suspect. So, but yeah, 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 it's all good. Oh, hey, Phil Champion, good to see you, bud. Mr. Natural, how you doing? Holy smokes, another learning opportunity. Oh, well, you're very kind. Yeah, I try to blabber. And hopefully there's something here that's worth listening to. You guys keep coming back for more. So, hey, if you're willing to come back for more, I'm willing to dish it out, people. <laughs> I'll do it by the shovel load. I'll go get a backhoe, a front end loader, dump tons of this stuff on you. Oh, it's fun, though. And I mean, why not? You know, the brain is our best part. Why not utilize it? Even if earlier on my brain was deceived. So see, you can never get rigid in what you think you know, because I was absolutely convinced Mormonism was it, and I was an apologist for 14, 15 years demonstrating that, and yet all of that ends up being puff in the wind. So be careful about being dogmatic, right, about what we think we know and have knowledge of. That's the one beautiful, again, I know, well, today, this session is Wolfgang Smith. That's why I'm pushing him. Very enjoyable. Very not again. Not that I agree 100% with him. Uh, there are some things that I'm really going to have to reread and restudy and ponder because I I find myself shaking my head. His stuff on the quantum is simply breathtaking. It is sensational. Fun stuff. So okay, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And hey, I agree. Zelf is awesome. Debbie, you guys must be talking about Zelf a little bit. So. Yeah, attack shooter. Wolfgang Smith goes into that. And I will later too. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun stuff. The idea that the state of a particle is determined when it is observed is not explained correctly. Well, sure, there's a lot of people who's going to explain it wrong. But the question is, who has explained it correctly? How do we know it's explained correctly? Yeah. Again, that's what I was just talking about. What we label as correct and false and so on and so forth, we must remain flexible with. Because after all, the quantum non-locality that has been proven in the Bell theorem destroys Einstein's theory of relativity. You have to sit back and take a deep breath.
breath when you recognize that. That's huge. So see again, no dogmatism if we come about helping. Let's stay flexible here and here. So yeah, oh, you guys, this is exciting. I'm not going to get into details. So I apologize. Please don't yell at me, but do come back because I promise I will be going into fabulous details on this subject, both here in my uh, in my live sessions and in my podcasts, backyardprofessor.org, all one word. Go to my, I, I have two new podcasts up this last week and I will be putting more new ones up tomorrow night. So uh, podcasts are also available and I will be meshing my podcasts with my live sessions. The advantage of the podcast is you can listen to them without having to worrying about watching the dingling on the screen. You can listen to them while you do your yard work, while you commute to work back and forth and so on and so on. But in a podcast, I can do much, much more detailed work because I get to just read the materials and I can compare and cross-reference and check and read from several different texts to weave a coherent view. And that's why I'm, I'm loving the idea of being back into podcasting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun stuff. I'm really glad that you're uh... Oh, tax shooter. Sabine Hassenfelder, is she the one that wrote the math book? That's one of, yes, yes, tax shooter. Dude, you're ahead of the game. That's one of, that's one of Wolfgang Smith's sources. In fact, in fact, let me ask you a quick question while you're here. Oh, hot dog, dude, you're on it. You're on it. Yes, that is one of the ones. That is definitely one of the ones that uh, Wolfgang Smith says we must look into. Uh, uh, Barella, yeah, Barella's important. Oh, where? I swear, I turned this page down so that I could. No, not that. Oh, where is it? I know I've got her here. Hold on just one sec. I definitely told myself I will get this book. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's her, it's her math book. No, yeah, tax shooter, that's what I'm doing. I'm picking from the buffet, dude. I'm a total neophyte on this stuff. Welcome to neophytehood, my brother. <laughs> or sister, if you're a lady. I, I'm not quite sure, but uh, yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. That's the fun of this stuff, man. We're all learning together. No, she is really seriously one of the important sources I, I I so do appreciate you bringing her up because she is one of the very serious sources that uh, Wolfgang Smith is talking about. Uh, oh, here we go. I think that's her. Yes. Yes. Wolfgang Smith. Thank you, tax shooter dude. The Vertical Ascent, one of the best books on this subject. Here is what he says. I love this, man. We're interacting really well. <laughs> Enter Sabine Hassenfelder, a particle physicist of stature amply endowed with the qualifications, who in a recent book that is entitled Lost in Math. It's New York Basic Books 2018. This is one of the books I said I was going to purchase, and now here you are talking about it. Awesome! I love how things like that happen. Where she has lifted the veil 
Yes, she begins with a comment on the interplay between theory and experiment, noting that in the last century, the division of labor between the theorists and the experimentalists worked very well. Unfortunately, there has been a shift, and this is so bad. It's so sad, but bad. But my generation has been stunningly unsuccessful, she says, and with astounding candor, she admits, I witnessed my profession slip into crisis. I'm no longer sure anymore that what we do here in the foundations of physics is science. Yeah, and uh, and Wolfgang puts his finger on the problem when he says what she is talking about is all of the ribald, ridiculously stupid, unsupported, non-seen guesswork of multiple worlds interpretation of quantum physics, the multi-universe, faster than light travel, and all that. None of that happens. It, that's all just string theory, unfortunately. See, actually, Wolfgang says that the physicists are looking in the wrong direction. They're looking downward, which only will lead to the prima materia and then into the abyss of nothing. By reduction, claiming that truth is found only when you separate everything into the parts, that's the problem. Wolfgang has taken that, and what he says is, it's time to do a 180 and begin to look up. We've looked down long enough. It leads to a dead end. It's time to look up the vertical ascent. Fun stuff, you guys. Oh, I'm glad you're kind of in tune with this, man. That's cool, dude. Okay, anyway. All right. Well, I, I did not want to take up a, a boatload of you guys' time, although you seem to, there's more and more people joining, thank goodness. But uh, again, I will elaborate in detail. Looks like there's quite a few people who've joined now. That I will say it one more time. Sorry for the repetition. I'm not trying to drive you crazy in the video, but I am also going to be elaborating on Wolfgang Smith's in my podcasts at backyardprofessor.org soon. Not yet. I still have other books I want to get. In the meantime, I am putting up new podcasts for all of your listening pleasures. I do appreciate your support, your love, your, your listening to them. If you can donate, great. If you can't, don't not listen. Listen. To, it's not about the money. Listen to the podcast anyway and share your thoughts. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Feel free to converse. Leave some comments to me, and I, I will get with you and discuss stuff. So anyway, fun stuff. It's cool to have both views, a, a podcast where you can listen and a live session where you can view. And I'm going to increase my productivity enormously uh, starting two weeks ago. So I'm on the up and up. So, yeah, always learning, eternal progression. Warsaw. Uprising, uprising. Oh yeah, Warsaw uprising. Very good. Yeah, welcome. I don't know if I've seen you here before. Oh, Debbie Joe, quit. You're embarrassing me. Thank you. You're awesome too. It's fun to be awesome with awesome people. That's why I love this group. You know, you guys are just spectacular. 
So it's all fun stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are bringing up good points, all of which I will address. Uh, my, I, I, I promise you guys, I'm not trying to shut you off from the chat. I, I swear to goodness, I'm not. I appreciate y'all showing up. Uh, I just basically wanted to do a quick introduction of a gentleman, Wolfgang Smith, and the uh, Philosophia Initiative Foundation to, to give you a heads up that we have so many really cool things to talk about. Now, this is not meaning that we're all going to agree. I'm not going to present Wolfgang Smith's ideas with the intent that you have to believe what he says, or I no longer want you to watch my stuff or listen to me. No. See, the do let's throw out dogmatics. I did that as an apologist. It sucks, right? So my whole intent is just to give us some very fun and interesting information because I find when I can give you guys good information, then again on the chat, I receive good information back, nice feedback. Disagreements, fine. Look, I don't base friendship, brotherhood, love on the principle that you have to agree with me or you're an enemy. No, that's Mormon apologetic, stupid bullshit. I don't buy into that at all. We are friends, eternal brothers and sisters, eternal as far as I'm concerned, even if we completely contradict each other and disagree, it's all good. And I'm willing, and I have proven this, I am willing to look into the sources that some of you will suggest. Absolutely. That's what I did with one of my very favorite authors, Al Jesus Davinus, which I have talked about. A good friend of mine, T.O., one of the group here, recommended I read him. And now I've got, and I've got five or six of his books. Well, I'm going to be doing the same with everything you guys suggest as I can and have time. So yeah, this is a give and take. It's a wonderful discussion. There's no apologetics going on here. You could entirely reject everything Wolfgang Smith thinks, says, or does. And it's no big deal to me. I'm still your friend and you're still my friend. And I know I can still learn a boatload from you. So this is not about coming to think alike. This is about learning how to think together. That's my goal. Yeah. That's, and I honestly think that's why, uh, Videos are so important. Podcasts are so important. Looking up stuff and, and, all, and having fun together. Are we not having fun in this chat or what? I, I see you guys having so much dang fun in the chat at every chat, which is delightful. I mean, even if you're not listening to me, which is probably a good thing, <laughs> you're having fun in the chat and you can go back and rewatch the video right? Boy, that used to bug me. I used to, I used to want people to listen to every word I said right there and then on the live. Nah, that ain't going to happen. Forget that noise. But the cool thing is, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. The live sessions are recorded so you can go back and let it absorb later. In the meantime, you're having fun in the chat. I love all this crap, man. Good stuff. So, uh-oh, uh, Marco Roden and Vortex-Based Mathematics. Ooh, 
I don't know if I would be able to understand that, but I will, I will remind me and I will try to look what you think of it. Um, I will write that down afterward when I watch through the video again to get the comments uh, so that I can see what you guys are liking. Oh, you're very welcome, Debbie Joe. Bingo, bingo. That's what I'm, thank you for providing a forum for respectful debate. I've really missed it since I'm not in school anymore. Right, yeah. Nice. I love that touch. Good, good touch. Yep. Oh my goodness, Mr. Natural, you won't, you won't regret ordering uh, Algis's books. And I still don't have them all. Uh, th I think there's a couple left that I'm missing, but I bought the main ones and oh my goodness, they're gold mine. I love those. So, okay. We're all just walking each other home, person of interest. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah, we're all just walking. Gosh, dang, I love that. Very nice. Yeah, you do, Warsaw Uprising. You do want the Algis book. This is his main text, the uh, philosophy as a right of rebirth. Now, just the title is what I, I said. Wow, wait, the, a philosophy is a right of rebirth? Uh, that has to at least pique your interest, doesn't it? Because I've never heard today's philosophers describe philosophy that way. But he makes his case in over 300 pages in a really beautiful way. I, I just so thoroughly enjoyed this book. Started to read it, I couldn't put it down. I, I just could not put it down. I'm trying to think if I've got any other. I don't have any of his other books down here. They're all upstairs. Oh, no, no, no. I lied. I lied. This is a real quick read, Orpheus and the Roots of Platonism. It, it, you can read it in one day. Absolutely interesting. He gives us the... Uh, the now, now, this is probably one of his only actual uh, historical books. I'll put it that way. I, I mean, let, you know, history is important. You have to have the uh, the historical context. I know sometimes I seem to diss on history, especially literal history, when it comes to a religious exegesis or a religious interpretation. Literal history really kind of grinds me. But the other one, philosophy and theurgy in late antiquity. Wow. Wow. The, the nice thing is, Algis is not... Uh, Uzdavnis is not overpriced. <laughs> and then this one. <laughs> now, interestingly, I have most of the sources he's using in this one. But if you don't, he's just culling a boatload of information from the ancient Pythagorean, uh, Platonic sources whom we normally never see in college when we go to college, right? He calls all those sources. So it's a magnificent book. I have most of those sources. The fun thing about that is I can double check and make sure he's using them correctly. And I'm here to say Uzdavnis is spot on. He's he's a very quality scholar. I love that. I love that. That's hard to overemphasize the necessity of having a scholar who's not going to just take a sentence here and a sentence from way over 200 pages later and splice them together to say something that the original intent does not mean. No, that's John Gee and Kerry Moolstein, Mormon apologetics claptrap. Uzdavnis does not do that. Oh, I love this man. 
this is a great book. Sincerely. Well worth the money. And again, like I say, the cool thing is he put them all in paperback too. So at least the ones I ordered were. So, wow, you got, <laughs> you've taken me up to an hour now. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. John Rosbarsky. Well put. Very nice. Rebirth is the love of wisdom called philosophy. I like that. Very nice. Wisdom that leads to our becoming into what we wish we seek ourselves to be. John Rosbarsky. Happy to quote you. Yeah, you seem to have your head on, right? Yeah. Your head's up in the uh, infinities. That's why you have the wisdom. Yeah. Very good. I'm, I'm working on catching you. <laughs> Although, actually, the perennial wisdom says, I already am you. I just have to come to that recognition. Ooh, that gets deep quick, right? That's why I love Alan Watts, man. All of this is the play of God. All of us and all of this. That's the essence of reality we're supposed to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Debbie Joe, I'm with you. John, you make me think. I love that. See, that's what I say. You know, the audience that I get is, is just mwah, mucho primo. I love you guys. Oh, well, thank you, Warsaw Uprising. I promise there's going to be a boatload. That's very kind of you. I appreciate you saying that. See, it's encouraging when I get nice compliments and encouragement. Now, not necessarily agreements. Uh, I, I enjoy disagreements. I have actually been known, and I promise you can see this in my videos, I have been known to change my mind based on something someone in the chat has shown or said. Yeah, or else I will at least investigate it. That's the whole idea here. We're learning. We're not here being dogmatic saying, I know, and you must follow and obey. No, we're not Mormon leaders. We're much better than that. We are philosophers. We love wisdom. That means unlearn as much as learn. That means acquire as much as learn to let go, right? Well, you won't hear that in Sunday school. <laughs> hey, this morning we could say, yeah, we had backyard professor Sunday school. Crime and maybe I should start doing this as a, hey, that's an idea. What the heck? I'd bore the hell out of all of you all the time because you get too much of me already. But what if I did a Sunday morning backyard professor Sunday school and then a Sunday evening backyard professor Sunday firesides? <laughs> that might be fun. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, yes, our being is always becoming only because we are experiencing and enjoying and playing in the field of space and time. Yeah, but that's not the old one. But yeah, it is great to do that for sure. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Hey, Angie Jones. Yeah. And for, yeah, that was a little bit of non-duality there. Well, shame on me. Oh. <laughs> Welcome, by the way. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right, Mr. Natural. That is hilarious. The people actually think that, you know. It's like Bruce R. McConkie's letter to Eugene England, you know. I know, and you must follow and obey. McConkie tells England, my provenance in the church is to teach you correct and true doctrine. Your provenance is to 
follow and obey what I teach. <sighs> God, thank God those days are over, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Phil Champion, welcome. Yeah, yeah. Discussions like this are always fun. I love interacting with you, my audience, too. I might start doing a Sunday morning uh, uh, Sunday school deals just to, I'll, I'll bring up a book or an idea or whatever, and then we can talk. I love talking with you guys. You're, you're one, you're so smart that it's awesome. And two, you're so congenial and loving that it's even more awesome. And we're all having fun. <laughs> you know, look, I, I'm in my sixties now and honest to goodness, my, my philosophy in life has somewhat changed too, because if you don't laugh a little bit every day, especially at work, or if you're not having fun, you're out of focus. And again, that's my personal philosophy for myself. And I tell myself that, you know, sometimes I've had a a long, hard day at work and I ask, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I did not have very much fun today at work. So I lost my focus, right? That kind of helps you acquire a better balance, don't you think? At least I do. So, so uh, yeah, person of interest, Eugene England hearts. Yeah. Eugene England was one of the rare gifts to Mormonism that the leaders stupidly spurned. And it is to their loss. Truly. I don't say that lightly. Yeah, yeah, I've read everything Eugene England wrote that I can get my hands on. I've got both of his publications, three of them or whatever. Good stuff. <laughs> Perfect McConkie impression. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got more that scare the hell out of you, so I won't go there right now. <laughs> I know, Mr. Natural. I did too, you know. In, in my mission in 1979, the book to have, even though... Interestingly, it wasn't even allowed by the mission rules, and I broke those mission rules. I got McConkie's Mormon doctrine and read it. <laughs> Always referencing it. You know, I was teaching my companions the correct doctrine of the kingdom. We must obey the correct doctrine, brethren. <laughs> what a twit I was. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, yeah, I shouldn't make fun of them too much. And yeah. Yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah, well, that's a way to put it too, person of interest. That's kind of spooky, but yeah, how many of those are out there? You know, another good man lost to the institution. Isn't that what the Matrix is all about? Oh, hey, that's it. That's what I was going to talk about tonight, the Matrix. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I, yeah, anyway, got to come back tonight at six. I've got a great discussion in line. Yeah. Cad for you. I've been prepared for it now for two weeks. Okay, good. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, Debbie Joe, I know you said that. And that's why we jive so well together. That's why we got brains together. Yeah, we're the same age, at least in Earth years. You know. Yep. You got married at age 19, and I got brainwashed into going on a mission at age 19. So, 
fun experiences. Okay, you guys, I've been just at an hour. I am going to, I am going to head out for now. Thank you for all the likes. Uh, appreciate seeing all of you. Great to talk to you as always. So, okay. I will see you tonight at six o'clock. I'm going to go have some lunch and then I will prepare for tonight and uh, we'll be back to have some more fun, excitement, debonair and dashing discourse. The DDD debonair dashing discourse. All right, yeah, it's buffalo chips, but hey, it sounded good, right? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, baby. I will be back. Uh, oh, hey, as, hold it, as Arnold Schwarzenegger said, I'll be back. And then Johann Sebastian said, no, I'll be back. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah, that's enough of that noise. See you tonight at six.